Welcome to Glorified Treasure Spread. This is the audio version of the commentary notes for the Spring 2023 Teleos study from Psalm 23 to Psalm 41. Week 10 Commentary, Day 1. Verse 6. Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Here we enter upon one of the most wonderful passages in the whole of the Old Testament, a passage in which the incarnate Son of God is seen not through a glass darkly, but as if it were face to face. Matthew Henry adds, This paragraph is quoted by the Apostle and applied to Christ and His undertaking for us. As in the institutions, so in the devotions of the Old Testament saints were aware of, And when the Apostle would show us the Redeemer's voluntary undertaking of his work, he does not fetch his account out of the book of God's secret counsels, which belong not to us, but from the things revealed. In these passages before us, verses 6-11, through we are pointed to the Messiah. Jesus himself quotes these passages in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 5-7. through Therefore, When he comes into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come, in the scroll of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. Derek Kidner offers this helpful pointer to Jesus. After such a deliverance, speaking of David, what offering can one bring but one's heart and will. Such is the logic of this situation. Yet David outruns it by speaking as if his self-offering will be the sacrifice to end all sacrifice. If this is the implication of his words, he is speaking not for himself, but the Messiah. And this is confirmed by Hebrews 10, 5 through 10. This is further emphasized in the following verses, 7 through 11. Then I said, Behold, I come, in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed glad tidings of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, O Lord. You know, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. You, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. In these verses, David speaks as the prophesied one who will obey. King David expresses his role in God's purposes. Behold, I come, and his delight to do the will of God, to obey. In Psalm 40, verse 7, David indicates that the seed of the woman would be the seed of Abraham, king from Judah, who would give rest to God's people. David knew that there was a sense in which he was the prophesied one. In another sense, David knows this too, the descendant of David promised in 2 Samuel 7, verses 12 through 14, would be the prophesied one in the ultimate sense. Hamilton goes on to explain, David himself is evidence of the truth of God's character because he is the king from Judah's line, a fulfillment of God's promise. 
And because he has experienced God's faithful loving kindness and active righteousness in God's salvation of him from the hands of Saul. And David himself is also a type of the one promised to David, the seed whose throne will be established forever. His name is Jesus. It is Jesus who quotes Psalm 40 in describing himself in Hebrews 10 verses 5 through 7. It is Jesus who replaces the failed mediators and comes as the perfect sacrifice. He is the one who delighted perfectly in the will of the Father. As Charles Spurgeon writes in his commentary, David was honored to write concerning a far greater one than himself. God requires obedience, not sacrifice. Obedience is Yahweh's first choice. For those who try to obey and fail, sacrifice is provided. Jesus obeyed perfectly and is the sinner's full and final sacrifice for sin.